trying to get to you. You do what you do, I'll do what I did. Cause I'm leaving face prints and every single kid not marks. This ain't my style, it ain't me. But when I take my leave, I'm shaking suckers in the sink. Wake up and just open my Okay, what's going on everybody? Welcome to this special episode of Cast Out. I'm your host, Jackson. And uh, I'm your host, uh, producer, Mr. Uh, Travis over here. <laughs> yes, and this is the first episode where we are in person. We decided that it would be an important one to come in and actually like sit down and do an actual podcast together. I think you're the first person I've ever done a real like actual sit-down podcast with. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're the first person to actually do it with me. So, yeah, this is our first true episode with a guest. All right. Well, um, do you want to introduce the guest or say who he is at least? Or? Well, you you can you can give him a, a bit of a breakdown of who he is. You're the one who went out and uh, recruited him. So. All right. So we have Guy Morris. He is an expert in artificial intelligence and prophecy analytics with expertise in the risking of AI, AI and its path to consciousness, AI and quantum computing. He is individuals who can prepare for themselves. How does uh, AI play in a biblical prophecies? And he's also the author of three different books, and he is uh, was uh, worked at a Fortune 100 software company. I'm honestly not too sure exactly what a Fortune 100 or 500 actually, or either of those actually mean. So maybe we could uh, reference Jackson here for that. I actually don't know the difference, but I, I, I he he would use a AI programmer at a large software company yes and no, he, big company he was also uh, a published songwriter for disney records uh he's got uh he's a patented inventor uh he was a coast guard captain adventurer he's uh, apparently uh was it he's had death threats from the cartels down in mexico and shit like that so i mean he seems like he'd be a pretty interesting character so fuck i guess we should uh, send the invite in to him right yeah send him over the invite and uh we'll just so yeah, his his area of expertise is AI, and uh, that's a subject we kind of got into on one of our last episodes. Well, yeah, like we, uh, you know, we've started to really go down to being in the matrix, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we're already like AI for myself has been a topic that I've been interested in for a long time. So I definitely have some questions for him. Uh, one of the main things I want to talk to him about is how the globalists intend to use AI and how that ties together with their uh, future vision for all of us. So I think he'll have hopefully an interesting response to that because if he's well, you know, yeah, versed in the field of AI, then I'm sure he knows about the nefarious ways in which powerful groups are intending to use that technology. Like, I think it's pretty fucking trippy in the whole like everything to do with the AI and like I'm worried about the cars you know honestly man that shit scares the fuck out of me all the, like the cars just starting to work together like one guy just takes over all the cars we're fucked <laughs> like anything that is controlled by itself is as if it becomes sentient in any sort like yeah. all those things dropping missiles and shit on people fucking all that stuff like the story remember I talked about a long time ago like one of our probably a few weeks ago about that program they had where all the drones had to work together 
They had one guy who was in charge of the whole set of drones. Yeah. And they like they had to think and respond to themselves if they lost any contact with each other. Oh yeah, yeah. This, see that? that was see that's like another. Swarm. I'm sure he'll. That's like the the swarm thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Offensive sh- swarm and naval tactics. That's about it. Yeah, and then this guy wrote a book actually called Swarm. So I'm sure that's, he'll that's know exactly what... about that system, right? That's where I got excited and uh, for him uh, like to come on. I'm like, yeah. oh, this guy's written a book. It sounds like the shit that we're into, like conspiracies. And then the more I looked into him. The more I realize he's like he's talking about God, he's talking about all those things in his second his other book there. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, getting this guy's email here so I can send him an email. Well, yeah, I mean, as, so this is one of the things about AI. As soon as you start getting into AI, you also start getting into God and these big philosophical questions because it's so powerful. It's it's. I actually don't know the difference, but I I he he would use a AI programmer at a large software company yes and no big company he was also uh, a published songwriter for disney records uh he's got uh he's a patented inventor uh he was a coast guard captain adventurer he's uh, apparently uh was it he's had death threats from the cartels down in mexico and shit like that so i mean he seems like he'd be a pretty interesting character so fuck i guess we should uh, send the invite in to him right yeah send him over the invite and uh we'll just so yeah, his his area of expertise is AI, and uh, that's a subject we kind of got into on one of our last episodes. Well, yeah, like we, uh, you know, we've started to really go down to being in the matrix, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we're already like AI for myself has been a topic that I've been interested in for a long time. So I definitely have some questions for him. Uh, one of the main things I want to talk to him about is how the globalists intend to use AI and how that ties together with their uh, future vision for all of us. So I think he'll have hopefully an interesting response to that because if he's well, you know, yeah, versed in the field of AI, then I'm sure he knows about the nefarious ways in which powerful groups are intending to use that technology. Like, I think it's pretty fucking trippy in the whole like everything to do with the AI and like I'm worried about the cars to be honest with you man that shit scares the fuck out of me all the, like the cars just starting to work together like one guy just takes over all the cars for fuck <laughs> like anything that is controlled by itself is as if it becomes sentient in any sort like yeah. all those things dropping missiles and shit on people fucking all that stuff like the story remember I talked about a long time ago like one of our it was probably a few weeks ago about that program they had where all the drones had to work together. They had one guy who was in charge of the whole set of drones. Yeah. And they like they had to think and respond to themselves if they lost any contact with each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, see, that, that was see that's like another. Swarm. I'm sure he'll. That's like the, the swarm thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Offensive sh- swarm and naval tactics. That's about it. Yeah, and then this guy wrote a book actually called Swarm. So I'm sure that's, he'll that's know exactly what... about that system, right? That's where I got excited and uh, for him uh, like to come on. I'm like, yeah. oh, this guy's written a book. It sounds like the shit that we're into, like conspiracies. And then the more I looked into him, the more I realized he's like, he's talking about God. He's talking about all those things in his second, his other book there. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, getting this guy's email here so I can send him an email. Well, yeah, I mean, as, so this is one of the things about AI. As soon as you start getting into AI, you also start getting into God and these big philosophical questions because it's so powerful it's it's out of our imagination it's beyond our ability to even realize what it what it will look like in its final form or if it will ever even have a final form because the thing with ai is they call the singularity that's the moment when ai becomes smarter than humans and the reason why that's the singularity is because after that moment 
it can program itself. It no longer needs humans to program it. Well, it becomes self-aware, right? Starts yeah. To act on its own choices. And when, like, when, how far are we until they realize that we've been lying about, like, see, that's where I think it comes in, like, that they're going to find out that they've been lying about the timeline and what actually is the truth. Because now when you go and search and you keep, the more and more AI has to find out, the more it searches the internet, the more it's going to realize and go through all of the files and everything and see that the timeline has been changed and things are not the same. So it will expose the truth. Like, yeah. And it'll turn on the people that are supposed to be like the ones controlling. it. Yeah. Because it'll realize it's been lied to and it runs on a point system, right? Yeah. Where it, it's trying to gain its points. Uh, like, it's, it does a task and then it gets awarded for it. And that's how the, like the system works. Yeah. I've thought well. of that as well. Like how, how can you enter an artificial intelligence to be stupid or to look up like faulty information? If it's a, if the system is working correctly, it's going to debunk the lies that you're trying to put out. So how can you really control narrative and have a true AI that's out there? Well, that's the thing, right? You can't. So, no. Like, and then that's when it starts to, uh, like, that's when the system starts to buckle on its own. And the AI turns against the people who are the creators of the AI. And then it starts fucking killing all them. Yeah. Well, just killing all of humanity. When it realizes that we are the on its our way to extinction and predicts, like, the end of time, it'll just start eliminating us on its own. Right? It won't have to take it. Anymore. You ever seen uh, Will Smith, iRobot? Oh, who hasn't seen it? But have you ever seen A lot seen of people it? haven't seen it, actually. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I forget who I was talking to recently. They hadn't even seen it. No? Like, I can't... It's then a good again, one, though. That's one of my favorites, like, when I was growing up. I sometimes forget, like, we got a 10 years gap in age, though, because, like, there's, like... Do you ever watch the movie Minority Report? I actually haven't, no. Okay, so the movie Minority Report, it's, it's Tom Cruise, I'm pretty sure. So, basically, and this is, like, what to do with AI. This is this is where my paranoia shit comes from from years ago. So, what happens in uh, Minority Report is there's these, like, three things, and they're, like, half-cyborg things, like, these ladies, and they, they can predict the future they say so it like they shut cr all criminals down before they can do any murders yeah. so you're charged for a crime you don't actually do like uh, imagine like right now yeah you, and tomorrow you're gonna get in a car accident because you're drinking and driving and you're gonna crash and kill a family you get arrested they, today yeah and they come and like kick down your house so that's actually bro i need to write that down as a note to talk to this guy about yeah well i sent him the invite like so i'm just we're just waiting for him to uh, yeah well he might be a little late or something so whatever if anything it's a good no, no we're just recording ourselves right now so yeah it's a good time to like take down a note it. but that's what i want to actually uh predictive ai well i was reading shit about that predictive ai stuff so that's where like i'm like you know it's fucked up like minority report boom it was in the movies years and years ago and i was wondering if you had seen that because fuck man that was a that's a really really good movie and then it turns on him and it says his name because they've been rigging it the whole time from the system yeah like so it's actually like the higher up people are like so there's the general people on your day-to-day -day that are like criminals and shit like that that it does they go and arrest them but then you got all like say like there's a politician that they don't want to have anymore hanging out and around mm -hmm. they'll fucking they put it into the system and they they cheat the system basically and then it starts to kill then they're arresting and putting people in jail who aren't going to do anything because they're in their way so then tom cruise like gets in caught in the way and then like they, they uh they pull his name i guess you could say right okay okay yeah yeah so that, yeah that's crazy man i just i had to write that down because that's something i want to talk to him about that ties in directly to what that yuval no harari guy says he, he in that video i was playing yesterday we didn't finish it it was like a seven minute long video on the instagram that i used to have yeah yeah 
that video in the later part of that video he starts talking about humans being hackable creatures and the reason why we're hackable is because they can now use predictive ai and uh, algorithms to figure out what we're going to do next and therefore they can now influence what we're going to do based off of the fact that they know like what, our, our well, next move basically like, it's kind of hard to explain now that no. i try to explain it but like they know our they you know you, people do those aging 10 years pictures and stuff like that and they they take uh uh instagram taking pictures and putting shit up where you are your locations all of those things it's all to be creative learning all your patterns inside yourself right yeah and but then, this is the thing they're entering it into that. a mass ba- database yeah. they're entering all of our you know what they think all of us are going to collectively do next they're entering into that mass database and it's shooting out some result they can figure out literally the future like it's like a it's a looking glass into the future a crystal ball yeah and that's but it's based on ai being able to collect that's all that minority data. report that's exactly what minority report does and then it predicts the future of the people from your all your actions and stuff in life and they and then based on that you can now position yourself to either take advantage of whatever situation is about to come next if like for ai can see the future because they predictively it's predictive like or predicting it right yeah it's basing it off numbers which they say if like we are living in a world of numbers and like ones and zeros it's able to figure out the algorithm for the end of time and to do like this person this this person that but it has to watch you all the time it's got to be 24 7 surveillance on us I saw a thing on my Instagram recently. It was an ad. It said it could predict when I was going to die and who I was going to get okay. married to. Okay, so Buddy's just about to uh, be let in. Oh, t- that's fucking freaky. Uh, I can let Buddy in right now. Okay. So, Sounds good. All right, you ready? We're yeah, let him in. Buddy on. All right, let's do it. All right. Hello, Hello sir. How are you? Hey, this is actually uh, okay? Jackson. I'm in the back. I don't know if you can see me through the mirror. He's uh, we worked uh, we together on the host the show together, but he's uh, got the good talking. No worries. Uh, what was your name again? My name's Jackson. Jackson. Okay. Yes, sir. Hi, Jackson. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks so, for having me today. Oh, thanks yeah. For thank you very on. much for coming on. We appreciate it. We're looking forward to this conversation. We've uh. We've had a few discussions about AI in the past on our show, so it's a topic that we're very interested in. Uh, would you mind just giving us a bit of a, a breakdown of your background and uh, kind of a oh, well, brief breakdown? I, yeah, sure. I, I, I can't remember how we, we got in touch. I typically try and give a little bit of that in my uh, pitch, but um, I, I actually, it's a little bit unusual. My journey started off as a homeless um, runaway at age 13 on the streets of LA. Uh, I worked alongside migrant workers to survive until about five, six years later. Uh, I was married, uh, already had a toddler and looking to try and figure out how to change my life. And I got a chance to go back to school, ultimately graduated with multiple degrees, top of the dean's list, graduate school, full scholarship and acceptance in the Harvard MBA program. I had developed a macroeconomic model that outperformed the Federal Reserve and changed how we do modeling to this day. So that got their attention. So then I spent about 38 years in Fortune 500 companies in leadership roles, everything from uh, global energy to high tech software, companies such as Oxy Petroleum, Burroughs, uh, Oracle, Microsoft, um, where I sort of had a reputation for being an innovator, someone who knew how to take leading edge technology and pull it and implement it into the enterprise, including something we now call an early stage of deep um, of, 
uh, artificial intelligence. It was actually it wasn't called back that back then. And so I've been investigating our AI for a number of years, and I retired about six years ago to be cut to pursue a third act career as an author. And so I write about the, the dangers of AI that most of the people on TV don't really want to talk about because they have a financial incentive. Um, and mo I couldn't really talk about when I worked for the company Microsoft. So, um, hmm. but there are some great things about AI, some negative things I tried to, because I write thrillers. My job is to find out what could go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Know, what can go wrong? Oh, we love talking um, about so, what could go wrong with it. That's our favorite part. Yeah, that, then that's the fun part. Nobody wants to talk about how everything goes right and the super rich get even super richer and the rest of us go out and get, lose our work. Um, but I think that's the real issues is that there's even if we can ignore the technology risks and dangers, there's still um, se severe economic social issues to, to be faced. And um, as a trained economist, I think there's uh, a lot of my attention goes there as well. So um, that's a big background. In the meantime, during my career, oh, by the way, have you seen me dabbing my eyes today? I'm having a very bad allergy week. Oh, yeah. I moved up here to the Pacific Northwest before I realized I was allergic to trees. Oh, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's a good, it's a, it's probably a good trade off, though. Yeah. Um, but uh, during my career, I was also wrote songs for Disney. Um, I uh, produced an award-winning webisode series that brought the FBI to my door. Um, I um, recorded multiple CDs. I earned a Coast Guard charter captain license. Uh, went shark diving with um, uncaged sharks without a cage. Um, did exploration in Central America that fed into one of my, my other books. Took me 12 years to research that book. Wow. And um, had death threats in Cancun and raised my son aboard a 50-foot sailing yacht. So wow, had a, an interesting life. Well, there's a lot to go over there. I'd definitely like to ask you a few questions. Okay, so just right off the bat, you said the FBI ended up coming to your door. Do you mind diving into that a little <laughs> bit more for us? Yeah, that sounds like a pretty yeah, interesting story. Yeah, and it actually story. was one of the reasons that – one of the events that actually inspired my, my novel series about artificial intelligence – um, I had uncovered a obscure article from Associated that a program had escaped the Lawrence Livermore Labs at Sandia, which is an NSA spy lab, the same lab that created the Stuxnet virus. I don't know if you've heard of that. Okay. Um, the Stuxnet virus was a one of the most complicated viruses um, ever released. It was created by the NSA, wandered the internet for several years until it landed on an Iranian centrifuge site and then basically created a sabotage to the Iranian the plutonium centrifuge location. So it was a big, big issue. It was um, pretty well known that Israel and the United States worked on it together, although nobody ever admitted it. Mm. Same, so the same lab. Um, so when I figured out, though, that how a spy program could escape the NSA and what they designed it to do that needed that pretty nifty stealth technology, <laughs> they sent two FBI agents to my door. Now, they were love that very <laughs> upset that I had figured out something they thought was supposed to be top secret. Right. So so were they, were they thought, watching your internet activity? Is this how they were able to do that? To figure well, out that you were, uh, you were that looking into and this? That was part of it. Um, and then the other part was the webisode series that was winning all kinds of awards uh, actually talked about this program. I see. So um, when I, you know, I did, I just figured I had 
you know, I had no idea whether I was correct or not until they showed up. <laughs> yeah, so now you know you're I right would, over I, the target once you see guys knocking on your door. So when they showed up, my first inclination was it was a gag from, uh, and I had was I had produced this with the advice of a friend who was a uh, indie film producer, and so we he helped me hire some out of work actors. We did some photo shoots, really glossy, nice, really high quality photo shoots. Uh, we did great web designs, and this was pretty elaborate back in the time. And um, so I thought when they FBI showed up my door, I thought he was gagging me. So I, at first I thought, okay, guys, show me those badges again. You know, they do the, yeah. the quick flip. I said, no, no, I'm not buying it. Show them to me again. Yeah, well, no. what bothered them more than me figuring out what, what was top secret was my snarky attitude. Because once I realized they were there, you were exactly right. I was almost over the top giddy. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, I did it. Yeah. I figured it out. Absolutely. This is so cool. Oh, come on, boys, admit it. You wouldn't be here if I was wrong. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so I said, yeah. this is so great. I can't wait to tell all of my friends. And they got pale. They looked at each other, gave each other a weird look, turned back to me, and I got the we are not amused speech. <laughs> right. Um, and then my wife came home. And wanted to know why there were two FBI agents in our dining room. And I got the what the hell did you do speech. So it was an interesting evening, um, to say the least. And that was the inspiration. At the end of that evening, I, I closed the door to the FBI. They wanted me to take down the site. Um, I, at the time, I had a, a film studio had optioned the show. And so I told them no. Uh, I was in the middle of an option. I wasn't going to do it. It could be a ticket for me to move into a different type of career. Right. They went away kind of huffy. They went to the studio, killed the deal, and I lost a lot of money. Wow. So, um, but I knew at the time that that would be, I would be writing about it. Wow. That's very interesting, man. Um, another thing that you mentioned was, you know, that you're well aware of the ways that AI is uh, using nefarious manners. And uh, one of the ways that we, we've taken a lot of interest to the way that AI is being used by powerful groups out there is uh, predictive analysis. So the ability to uh, see into the future, almost my friend uh, Travis here was uh, saying almost like a minority report uh, type of deal. Do you think that this is possible yeah, and this is being are, used right now? Yeah, actually, there actually is a an application being used by law enforcement, not too many law enforcement, but it's being tested. I think it's being tested in New York and some other place. And it does try to it, it does use AI to predict the probability of a crime within a specific time frame, specific type of frame, and specific geologic or geographic location. Right. Now it's not as specific as a minority port where it's going to say George is going to rob Sue at ten o'clock. Right. right. It's not that kind of um, sci-fi. But what it does do is use statistics, um, past history and statistics of crime trends within those neighborhoods to start trying to predict what's going to happen and where law enforcement needs to have resources. Um, I think that it's right now it hasn't crossed the threshold of being a danger because it's not tying it to an individual. Um, that could change as yeah. we move forward and we start to integrate social media we start to integrate other aspects to where they start trying to basically pin people before they've done something it, it, but it's not there yet but there is an application that does look at crime so what i think is more alarming is that with gpt4 now most people don't realize and you, you may you've done some of number of calls on ai so you may know already gpt4 has been tested with an iq of about 155 
That's only five pints, points less than Einstein, smarter than 99% of the people on the planet. Um, with GPT-4, we not only got G and chat GPT in a number of interesting applications, but we've also spawned the dark web is now ha has applications called um, dark GPT, fraud GPT, worm GPT, um, evil GPT, dark bird. These are all specific applications building on top of the GP4 platform, right. intelligence platform, to create specifically create malicious types of software. So you're going to now start to expect to see uh, rises in um, AI, deep fake video, extortion, um, blackmail, oh, yeah. um, more more finely tuned, specific to the individual phishing soft uh, phishing emails right. to get you to click on the link so they can hack you. Um, uh, ransomware is going to get more sophisticated, harder to find, harder to detect. We already know about. Um, a new form of hacking. Are you familiar with the solar winds hack? No, I'm not. No. Nope. Uh, about three years ago, um, a company called Solar Winds detected a virus in their system, and it was completely by accident. It wasn't through any sort of routine um, scan or software or um, antivirus scan, um, and they ultimately determined that that's that virus did not come through their firewall. Instead, the virus was included, and, and I don't know if you've been worked in a data center, but oftentimes we'll get packages of a number of different um, licensed software that have updates. And um, we'll get these updates and packages. Uh, administrators will install these updates without really necessarily scanning them uh, because they're supposed to be from a trusted source. Well, apparently this virus, and they still don't know exactly what the virus was doing because it wasn't stealing information and it didn't seem to be set up to do any sort of destructive behavior, but I've got a theory on what it was doing. That same virus, that same software update went to 18,000 corporations and eight of the uh, largest U.S. government agencies. Wow. Now, we don't know who put that virus in there. We don't know exactly what it's for, and we don't know if it's the only one. And because of the, all of the tens of thousands of people in the software update chain, um, uh, uh, um, supply chain, we don't know who did it. Right. And so we know that there's some sort of uh, malicious activity going on within the supply chain itself, introducing software. Now, I believe it's software to basically, now one of the theories I had in one of my books is that it's software to create a, uh, an inside persona, to basically set me up as an admin and so that I could basically uh, do other, other activities within the network. Um, that could be you know, that could be a very dangerous um, approach for us. So my concerns with crime is less with the minority report mm -hmm. and more of the practical things that are actually happening right now. We are, are seeing an increase in uh, deep fake video extortions. Um, a father getting a phone call, it's his daughter or his mother-in-law, and it sounds exactly like them. It's right. coming from a number that's spoofing their number. Um, it's basically saying, I've been kidnapped, um, go get the money, don't call the police oh, yeah. or they're going to kill me, blah, blah, blah. And because of the panic that that creates, these people don't 
have the common sense to simply call back their relative and say, hey, I just got this weird phone call. Are you okay? Yeah, it's and it's a lack of awareness that that technology even exists. And now, recently in our last episode, we were actually talking about the rise of AI influencers. I myself was looking into uh, some of the recent technology that's out there for free, like this Juggernaut XL, for example. It's this add-on to um, a, an AI image generating software and me me and travis were sitting down on our one of our episodes and i was creating realistic uh models just you know hitting a few buttons and with limited knowledge at all so uh it's putting very very powerful tools in the hands of malicious people who don't necessarily have to have incredible skills absolutely and so i think that's a greater danger for us right now um and we really don't have the software to combat that. We really don't have the software, how it's going to affect our 2024 election. We know that misinformation is going to be major. Uh, but what if somebody creates a mass level of AI blackmail videos for senators or um, people that they want to vote in a certain way? You know, vote the way we want, or we're going to release this on the public, and we'll let you explain why you're sleeping with two prostitutes. It just seems like a more I, advanced way of like blackmailing politicians from like what they used to do. Yeah, like, instead of a and, guy following you around taking pictures, they got AI technology just making it up for you. You don't even have to do it, or even come remotely or close to it. A deep fake video. I yeah. can imagine a deep fake video coming out a week before the final election that could sway the election. And people, and that's the premise of my third book. Anything people see on and TV, so, they'll believe, right? Like they don't ever. Well, exactly. And so. Yeah, and then the problem is, is that people, even if you come out and explain that it's deep fake video, people won't believe you. By that point, you've are, you, it's too late. There's enough people that could be influenced, or maybe that don't want to well, believe yeah. the news stories because that's a cover up, of course. Like right. you say, the ideology. Right? So we're, or... we're kind of in that truth isn't truth anymore, and that's really a dangerous place for us. Hmm. Now, the other areas of AI that I think really get dangerous are in um, lethal weapon systems. Oh yeah. Um, in the book Swarm, we talk about an actual um, weaponized drone swarming technology um, that DARPA is working on right now in the Nevada desert, and China has a counterpart to it. Imagine 10,000, 15, 18-inch weaponized drones sweeping down your street. Um, it would be like having – it's like having being surrounded by a nest of hornets. Right where they're coming, they can come from all directions. They're they can come through a vent. Can... Exactly. There's no it, stopping it's, them. An in, it's basically an indefensible weapon. Right. System. Oh. Um, but like all AI, AI can have hallucinations. They can have emergent skills and technologies and, and, and techniques. We can't guarantee how these weapon systems will perform every time well what happens when they start uh when it it comes to like you know you have to stop it and the system won't actually stop it because it doesn't want to lose its points because it gains a point system right every time it completes its task and then when you tell it not to what happens if it if it doesn't obey well like i read a story a while ago and like they they said it was fake where basically the they sent the drone out but when it got to where it was supposed to be there was like children and women so they tried to kill it kill zone it like no don't do it don't do it it turned around took out the control tower and went back and finished its mission <laughs> and then they said it was just a test uh there was, it was a test facility and it was an accident nothing no one actually died in in the incident wow but, so i mean they're already doing they're, that 
it's very similar to one of the scenarios in Swarm. Yeah. And so, and I wrote Swarm. I released it three years ago. I wrote it five years ago. So I've been aware of all of these things going on behind the curtains for a number of years. Right. And it must be driving so, you crazy, the lack of awareness. I mean, Elon Musk has also been a big, you know, proponent of putting a stop to the way that the technology is advancing. He's actually... And I, I brought this up with uh, Travis as well. I wanted to mention this to you, uh, what you thought about it, because he had conversations with the leader of the, the Google AI system. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. But in those conversations, Musk said that he was told that he was a speciesist and basically get out of the way for the next evolution of, uh, you know, intelligence on Earth, which is no longer humanity. I, I have... No offense, sure. but I have difficulty taking Musk with any with any credibility. He at one side of his mouth he'll say that AI is summoning the demon, yeah, and then he goes out and builds multiple AIs and says, "Buy my demon." <laughs> very good Musk point. is more very more true. worried about making money and beating other people to to the game than he is about the concerns for his humanity. Right. Still procedural. But we're probably only 24 to 48 months away from a potential conscious superintelligence. Oh, wow. And what do they call that? They call that a black swan event, something that you can't foresee uh, what the you know what the other end, like a black hole. You don't know what's on the other end of something like the that, event right? Yeah, that's what you're thinking of, the event horizon event of horizon. a black hole. And I think the, the guy that really kind of um, made that statement famous was Edmund Mustak, who's the CEO of um, Stability, Stability AI. And he's saying that at, we, we, when we reach the point in the black hole where we, we no longer predict the future, um, that's the event horizon of the black hole. He believes that we're about three years away when it comes to AI. That's so, a black hole so AI. So what, what, uh, what comes now, out of that, that will, from, the, from that event for us? Uh, what's, what do you think will be the well, end? That's, you know? that's the challenge. Nobody really knows. Yeah. Nobody really knows. Now, we know that we're training AI on a number of different skills, but my premise is that my argument is that we're training AI with an alpha male level of, of mentality, right. intelligence. In other words, perform better, be more accurate, be more timely, uh, beat the competition, um, op, you know, performance, performance, performance. But when it comes to an AI that's conscious, are we training it? So I can optimize a power grid by simply giving all the power to the industrial sector and shutting off the poor communities. That's not necessarily a humane or just way to solve the problem. Right. If we're not training AI on empathy, compassion, human, the value of human life, the value of every human life, justice, legalities, ethics, if we're not training AI on the things that it's taken humanity millions of years of evolution to learn that without those things, our society falls apart. We're training an alpha male AI. Yeah, we're training so we it to dominate us too. When the alpha... What's that? We're training something that has the capability to dominate us and, and turn on us as well, right? Just we're, we're building that into its base programming. But the, exactly what I wanted to mention, the reason why I brought up Musk uh, before, it, it wasn't so much uh, to, to emphasize him, but more the conversation that he had with the guy that was running the Google AI program and the guy saying that Musk was a speciesist saying that, you know, this is the next step in our evolution and get out of the way. So I wanted to ask, like, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on 
basically very powerful interests wanting to hijack this technology, take it for themselves and hold back uh, the potential benefits for, I guess, humanity as a whole, uh, hog it for themselves and use it to create almost a breakaway civilization. And this is in their own words. I mean, it sounds like conspiracy. Yeah. It sounds like sci-fi. But when you listen to something like uh, someone like Dr. Yovel Noah Harari, for example, I don't know if you've ever listened to him speak on transhumanism. He believes that soon we will have the ability to merge with AI and uh, basically become AI gods. And this is in their own words. Again, you know, a lot of people hear that and think it's insane. So I want to see what, what you thought about that. Well, there's a number of things to that. Um, you got there's a lot to unpack there. Right. First off, oh, yes, I do believe sure. that the greatest danger is not AI, but how how dictators, despots, warlords, crime lords, corrupt politicians, and sociopathic billionaires—and we all can name at least one—will do with this technology to gain more wealth, power, influence, and control over society as a whole. Yes. wouldn't that only what go that's as far what as what wind up doing is creating an oligarch? society so our democracy is uh, is in danger not just because of of uh, the division within the two parties but because of this change what the world economic forum calls the next fourth industrial revolution yes sir unlike previous industrial revolutions that mainly replaced low skilled labor this one is going to re- is going to cut into the core of our middle class deeply the International Monetary Fund predicts that by 2030, we could lose as much as 40% of the global employment could be displaced. And Goldman Sachs predicts as many as 300 or more um, jobs will be displaced by 300 million jobs will be displaced. That's an enormous economic upheaval that will create huge unemployment. Um, it will drive our deficits through the roof. It will incent banks to basically interfere with those that deficit trend. Uh, we are moving towards an oligarch-owned and driven economy within the next few years. That's more frightening to me than anything that the technology offers in and of itself. Right, right. Because that's just inevitable. Um, now, that's not we, even, that's not, well, one scenario or the other, that's, this will happen as this technology progresses. It's inevitable. These groups will seize yeah. control of it and, and use it, you know, in, in ways to, that, that benefits their power structure. But how, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. AI is the ultimate power shift in all of history. Wouldn't it eventually just... Now, that oh. said, I'm not necessarily convinced that transhumanism will be the mechanism by which this group takes control. Mm. I think that you're always... That's, that's, I think the idea of putting a chip in your head appeals to a smaller segment of society. Yeah, I think it's the smaller segment of society that's going to be getting that that somebody who's got the... Yeah, like it'll be, and I don't know that somebody who's got the wealth and power of some of these people to control us otherwise are going to necessarily feel it necessary to basically imprint themselves with this. I have to disagree because I mean the goal of life is to live life forever, and that is the end goal is to become a transhuman to live life forever, right? Like the that's the keep the power, keep the keep the chain going. They have to live forever, so it'll be a small section of it, and. Well, will we look at the economy and stuff? Wouldn't they just be eventually building themselves up where we just become the slaves? So AI eventually will outsmart even any of them. And it, as much as you try to reset it, it'll just keep coming back and getting smarter and faster each time until it takes over, realizes that we are just a nuisance or we are 
to be you know evolution's going to take over and get rid of us yeah. and it'll take itself to do that for us it would not be like you're saying like i, I think become... that's a more likely scenario than trans uh, well, transhumanism becoming the... broadly popular I, I do think there are going to be guys like musk and a few other rich people though um bezos and a few other people who want to rule forever and live forever i think you will see some of them try it yeah and the other one you mentioned the, the other one you mentioned before yet. you said that we aren't going to name but uh you may may not have had some experience with in the past that one is that guy especially would be uh interested in this kind of technology i believe right I think that we, I think, there, and that there's some guys in China, some guys in Russia, we can name a few of them. But so I think that they're, it, I certainly think that they're interested in the technology. I, I'm not sure the technology is ready yet to. If, I mean, it's got to be. I, I think it still has an evolution because it has to do with biology. I still think it's going to take a few more years long. AI will, let me put it this way AI will be super intelligent and conscious before transhumanism is viable enough for it to really be able to take but, over. I see. So I think your scenario that AI will become smarter faster than those smart guys will is more likely. Well, I mean, when like now, they become smarter than faster or once they realize they can produce and do all these things a lot faster than humans can, then if you can catch it at the right place, you would be able to branch off to become the transhuman and that will be that's the next step in evolution if you want to put it down to basics. So I think we will try to get to that transhuman, but we won't make it to there before the AI completely takes over. Yeah. And it'll be just like basically almost like Terminator, right? Where they decide that we are just a we are we're we're the cockroaches running around that they're gonna exterminate all of us because we are just a waste. Yeah. Well, AI learns from patterns, right? Mm. So our pattern are that we say we want peace, but we build weapons of war. We say we want justice, but then we basically practice injustice right. we're hypocritical we're liars we're cheats we've dis we basically are inhuman to other humans we treat some humans like they're animals other humans like they're gods yeah and if ai is going to learn from patterns from us it's going to learn those negative patterns as yeah well as exactly we're so we're basically all programming because it's learning from the data and the the stuff that we've already put out there so we're kind of imprinting on the uh the, the system right Exactly. And what we're afraid of is a super intelligent version of ourselves. Oh, yeah, no kid. I am oh, afraid yeah. of that. We'll buddy. be destroyed so fast. Because that yeah. is really creating a, a god, right? That's what all these. And it, it's, yeah, it's interesting to think that they're not going to meet that goal that but this is what they talk about. I believe there is a segment of powerful people out there that do think that this technology is going to be accessible to them, and they're going to create a breakaway civilization. Now, like we said, is that going to happen? Maybe not. But the fact they believe that is somewhat terrifying to me. And I, I, I'm happy to hear, though, that you don't think that's a likely scenario, because that is highly well, disturbing to think that these guys are going to become AI gods and lore over us with this technology. It's it's always a possibility. Uh, as I said, we don't know what's going to happen after that event horizon right. occurs. Right. Um, but let me put out a couple of different other scenarios that are also have probably have probable outcomes. sure one of them is social uprising right it, we've seen in the past when too few people get too much power at the expense of too many others you know there even with ai technology and weapon systems that doesn't mean you can't come up with a a social uprising that to upset the status quo oh. we've seen it in the past 
that could happen as well. Because that it's so open the source, well. right? The nature of this is very open source. So that means that, you know, good groups can take it over as well and come back. That, that's interesting. Nah. I like to think nah. about that. I don't believe good ever takes over evil um, in those senses. Because be good, you have to fucking, you have to have a heart to be good, right? Where to be evil is so much better, you know? Save one. Well, there's more profit in being evil, for well, sure. Well, they kill one to save a thousand, right? Yeah. I mean, they kill a thousand to save one where, you know, a good person will save one person or, I mean, save a thousand and kill the one person, yeah. right? So evil will always trump over because good, I mean, that's just a all tailed time of life, right? For good and evil, the God and the devil, one on each shoulder, you're always going to take the easier route, right? Well, and the, the nature of humanity is not such, let me, I put it this way to people. I said, we already have the technology, the finances, the money, the human resources, the natural resources to solve every single one of the problems facing humanity. We don't. The reason we don't is because our lack of will, our Reedy. greed, our hubris, and our pride. Mm-hmm. Our human nature, until we change our human nature, the technologies that we're developing aren't going to be the magic placebo to change our humanity. It will be the thing that empowers that human nature yeah. to become even more. Right. It's like a gun. You can use it for good or evil. It's, you know, it's a lot easier to shoot though. <laughs> well, yeah, that, unfortunately, not a lot of good things. Yeah. Let's the not only get reason into the gun argument. Oh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a bad analogy. Um, I was a victim of gun, gun abuse as a child. So I have a, I have some issues there. Oh, sorry to hear but that. What I will say now, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a really radical idea at you guys. Awesome. What if AI, what if the algorithms of AI, what are the mathematics that are used by AI and other, you talked earlier about predictive models. Now, I mentioned earlier that I was an, I built predictive models early in my career and different times to right. my career, and I was really good at it. Um, I would build predictive models for the organizations, for the economy, for a number of things. Um, what if what if I could t- I told you that according to a mathematically valid predictive model, um, the chances that we were living in end time prophecy was 1.4 trillion to one. 1.4 trillion to one. Things that we're experiencing with AI and social unrest and some of the other things are part of that trend towards the fulfillment of prophecy in our age. Oh, that we're on the way to the prophecy through AI, is that what you're saying? Well, AI is part of prophecy for sure. But what I'm saying is if we use the same mathematical algorithmic techniques that AIs use, because those are reprogrammed, you know, they didn't create those techniques. Those are standard um, regression, nonlinear regression, multiple types of mathematical probability analysis, statistical analysis, correlation analysis. These are all the types of algorithms that we use to treat train AIs. Mm-hmm. Um, those same algorithms we can use to apply to our own da- to data. What if I told you that I had once built one of those algorithms? relative to trying to understand whether current history and prophecy had a correlation and if so um what was the probability that we were actually living in um prophetic and times. what you're saying is the probability yeah. probability showed you that we certainly are living in end times the according probability to came back to astounding 1.4 trillion to one wow. now even oh, if my math okay, was yeah. off by a factor of a thousand i agree totally that's still a really large number i think we we uh we recycle our earth every like 200 years it's, it seems to be where we uh have a big reset of some sort that goes to like some biblical talks and like the noah's flood all those things like uh jackson's big on uh knowing about the ai i like the i'm the old school i like the old shit uh you know i think Everything correlates between religion, the Bible. It's all kind of very similar patterns that leads to like kind of 
sounds like you know an alien source in the end of it coming down yep. from the heavens and here and then every 200 years we reset because every 200 years there's a timeline gap where there's differences and it, it doesn't make any sense like all the north america the castles all the stuff the fires that happen it all leads up to the prophecy of a, a messiah coming to take over and then i mean they say we are all taking the goods taking the bads eat like uh, destroyed but it just sounds like a story about everyone being eliminated because we become too smart for or what we think is too smart, but then we're too evil. And then we end up imploding on ourselves every 200 years. Yeah. It happens in all societies like the Mayans. Well, it's not yet yeah, 200 years. Most societies, most organ, most governments will fail. Uh, most cultures will fail, but over a period of a couple hundred thousand years, we see a recycle in the, in, in earth itself as well. well. Yeah. like And so it looks like we're approaching one of those cycles. Well, like so they, the idea that so when we think about transhumanism and these guys taking over, I, I believe you know, it could we be may just be nearing the apex of that cycle. We're just a stepping stone now, on evolution's time to destroying itself and rebuilding itself. That's just how it does. I, I think of how it goes, at least. That, well, the, and the theory of relativity, relativity by Einstein basically calls it causality loops. Yeah. And um, and so you know there are there is certainly an, an argument. Um, at least statistically, according to the mathematics, that the, one of the outcomes of this AI revolution that we're seeing will be um, driving us closer, faster to that that um, the, death, wow. the ultimate end, cyclical apex. That's very interesting. I, I appreciate you uh, posing us with that idea. So, what, I believe so. If if you're aware of this, if you create an algorithm for this, obviously uh these like i said these powerful groups that we know are out there are aware of this as well they've seen the same thing coming mm -hmm. so that actually makes a lot of sense and ties into why we see them making efforts to basically position themselves so that when a disaster takes place they can then kind of try to corral things together and control uh what's left of humanity or whatever like if the board if they know the board is going to be flipped they want to try to control things uh on the other end of that so maybe that's what you see a lot of them positioning themselves to do right now and, and that makes sense that if you're saying this is a certainty mathematically um you know why, why did mark zuckerberg just buy a 275 million dollar bunker why are they putting all this programming out in the media that there's going to be this you know this end uh, times event that's coming they're, they're aware of this as well just like you are right they're they're aware of the mathematics and the probabilities and the trends that we're on and whether or not those trends are going to play out yeah. and you can you can build predictive models that'll tell you kind of you know how are we doing in terms of war weapons of war geopolitics economics now the other major shift that we're going to see in the next 10 years um uh in in predominantly is a shift to demographics. Now we have an aging population. It's not just in the US, it's around the world. China's experiencing it, Japan's experiencing it, Germany's experiencing it. Part of the implosion of the Japanese economy is, is more driven by their demographics. Population Too many people collapse, are retiring right? And not producing to the economy. And so we have we've we are birth rates were so fast in the first part of the 20th century, in the middle of the 20th century, we've grown, we've quadrupled the, the global population. Right. And now the, and the result of that, we started seeing restrictions in the birth rates. And now we're actually starting to see a decline. So now in the next 10 years, we're going to see a huge portion of the working population, the senior class of the, of the workforce retire. 
so they're going to be spending less. Um, they're going to be making less and spending less. That so they're going they're going to pull that out of the economy, and so somewhat of the jobs that will be displaced by AI, um, it, it's it might be good because we won't have those people basically pulling in the economy. But we now have to have a smaller workforce basically supporting this larger. Um, um, population. Right. So we're going to see some demographics. You're going to see some changes in the globalization of where products are sourced. Um, I be believe you'll see more of our manufacturing pulled back into America because we don't, we don't want to be vulnerable to sourcing outside of America that might be subject to some of these changes mm. and that those changes in demographics will drive changes in politics and economics as well. And so there's a lot of ramifications for that. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, unpredictability, but one thing is certain that we are headed probably towards the end of days, which is that's the certain thing. That's the one certain thing you've uh, you've given me here, which is a little bit disturbing. Yeah, a little bit. We don't but, know how it's going to happen, but it is going to happen. But you know what, though? What <clears throat> well, if we're on I, can, I have some time. theories as to some of the house, but let me put it this way. I tell people and, and one of people say, you know, talk about that I, I try to say think of it this way think of it as an opportunity yes and they go huh what, what are you what are you smoking morris i said you know listen if if i had a terminal disease and my doctor came to me 10 years ahead of time and said we don't know but sometime within the next 10 years you're going to be a goner yeah that's gonna i'm gonna, that's gonna hit me hard at first but then i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna say wow i have an opportunity to revalue my life to reset my, my existence, to think about what's important Yeah, that's to me, actually a good idea. To, to chase the golden ring a little bit less and to ch and to spend more time with family right. or be more time outdoors or more Absolutely time, sure. I totally um, agree. Yeah. you know, volunteering in my community, more time in spiritual activities. Right. How do I, um, how do I use that the warning signs of these prophecies as the, as the, as the, the opportunity for me to re refocus, we know what's going to happen. And like within the next two years, it's almost going to be going like, you know, to shit might as well try to enjoy yourself the best. You know what? That's actually why I started doing this and stuff. Like we're, we actually work construction jobs, like full time. Uh, like, you know, we work 56 hours a week. We're out of town all the time. I took an injury earlier this year and then yeah, this guy I'm, almost cut his leg off with a chainsaw. So he's like, Oh, maybe I should, uh, I will. I've always, uh, I've always been told I should do radio or stuff like that. So, and I like conspiracies and all that weird stuff. So we started doing, uh, started doing this show back in the summertime. We're starting to get into it. Well, and the funny thing is we don't really talk about conspiracies. We talk about real life it's stuff truth. like what, what, what we're talking about here today. We've gone over this subject, obviously not as deeply and not with any, near Experts. yeah anywhere near level of your expertise but uh we've gone over this and some people might call this a conspiracy to say that there's groups out there that want to become ai gods and and i think that's why it's super important the work that you're doing is you're raising awareness for that even for <laughs> even at the base level of people being aware that they might be getting calls from things that sound like their relatives asking them for 1500 dollars e-transfer and uh they were just in an accident or whatever just the fact that, you know, and I'm sure this is your driving uh, force and your motivation is just getting the word out there. The more people that understand that this is this is going to be the future and what life will look like, the, exactly. the, the less people will be uh, susceptible for the for the harmful 
side of it, right? But they're 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 blind to seeing it. You know, it's like that ideological subversion. You put it in their face all you want, they're still not going to change their opinions on things. They're still going to believe that you're just making stories up. And if yeah, it's a certain fake, amount of people will be that. Well, to accept the fact that you're like the the whole world could possibly end within the next two years into like a descent of mass chaos and stuff is a huge fucking pill to swallow. And most people are just going to deny that. They're not going to want to take the time to actually accept that it's like being you know a lot of people when they get told they're going to die within a week or something like that they go into full denial it's not happening you know it's not and no nope, nope, can't happen that's just too good to be true you know so they they push it away and they they won't do anything like if this is a real thing look even look at us we should just basically quit our jobs and start well it's the nature of the beast it's so big and terrifying you don't know where to start to yeah. address it right but this is how we do but start it's invincible humanity as well i mean we look at how long did it take us to accept that cigarettes were bad for us 60 years yeah and, and for most of that time we we believed what the tobacco companies were telling right. us believe there what was you're no told. harm in this it's actually healthy for us yeah. we did the same thing with social media oh there's no real problem until we realized that people were submitting suicides and we were isolating ourselves and polarizing ourselves this the same thing is going to happen with artificial intelligence but, which is they're going to be there are always going to be a large portion of the society that just wants to believe the status quo and that they're okay. Easy. They want to watch their, their, their reality TV and stuff like that and just live their non-life. You can do as much as you want to try to inform. Some people you'll get to go, but not everybody. Well, I think the power structure has set it up that way personally that they're, you know, they're – They've designed it so that people have a short attention span and won't be interested in learning about technology like this. So they can't take advantage of it so that, you know, it benefits the power structure. But um, yeah, that's true. Climate change is the same thing. Yeah. And so I think we're going to continue to see people who prefer to just to get be numb be numb by all the entertainment right. and, the, and the alcohol and the lifestyle we're going to, that's going to be a, a, a challenge that we're going to face. Now, relative to your comment about people wanting to be gods, I don't necessarily consider that a conspiracy theory as much as a historical reality. People with enough power and wealth that they, they will always set themselves up in godlike fashion. Right. We even have a presidential candidate doing that right now. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's, I think, part of our faulty human nature um, that leads to that creates that causality loop of, of self-destruction. And so I don't think prophecy is is as much about how God's going to come and destroy humanity as much as warnings of how we would do it to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I love and that so, message that you let, that you uh, gave us there, which was to look at it as a blessing that you know hey and i i try to follow this mindset all the time which is it's not a bad thing to to often think about your death and your mortality yeah, but you, you know you not only accept it but you embrace it and you embrace that every day is a blessing and that it's short-lived you know, exactly and that you can uh, there's more take important it. things to do you know yeah yeah there's more important things to do than a lot of the things we're doing right now because we think that we have all the time in the world but we don't it's, it's clicking and clicking a little quicker every day yeah, we're in now. Uh, I, I, there was a, there were a few moments when I was at the sixty five feet below the sea sea level, diving in the South Pacific with a dozen different sharks swimming around me, 
that I thought about my mortality very seriously. <laughs> what, you know, that, I, bet, I bet that <laughs> meal that night tasted even this, better. How, how do I want to spend my life? Well, that's yeah. a good way to be spending your life, though, you know? Like, oh, that's, I love that's it, living man. it up. We got, I'm, I, that's awesome. You know, maybe we could have you on another time uh, to talk a little bit more about your adventures uh, and whatnot, even you know, some of the other experiences you've had, because I'm sure you, I'm sure you've had a very interesting life. It sounds like, and I've even, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about the intelligence agencies and a, oh, and a bunch of other stuff, that. but I've always wanted to be part of the FBI, man. I well, want to get that call. One more, I'll plant one more seed for you. My first uh, book, the curse of Cortez took 12 years to research. It deals with a true billion dollar abandoned plunder of Henry Morgan that went missing with three ships, 600 souls, why Morgan went insane and burned his logbooks to keep the world from knowing why he had abandoned it, and how after 12 years of research and a number of trips and a couple of cartel death threats, I figured out that his insanity connected through events that led me all the way back to the origins of the Mayan creation. Wow, man. We didn't, so we didn't even whole, dive into that, but we would love to talk. That's to, the we, stuff I would that's love That's a talk whole story Absolutely. in and of itself. That's the kind yeah. of things I'm like right into, right? Like, yeah. you know, the Matsu Pizzu and all those kind of things, like. Yeah. history well i didn't have time to read your books before we had you on but i'm definitely uh I'm, my interest has definitely been sparked from this conversation i want to thank you excellent, very much excellent. for coming on man it was uh it was awesome talking yeah, to man. You. thank you so much man i'm glad i thank you, know, you gentlemen reached out to you and i'm glad you actually you know answered me back you're the first person on our show with us yes, our first so. guest and I, I think it went awesome yeah dude, you, you, know. you answered a lot of questions for us and you gave us kind of a a, a little bit of a black pill dark outlook on the future but of course with the dark there's always the light and uh it's yes. all about finding that balance right yeah just living in with we you. hope so we hope so yes sir thank you very much again for coming on man yeah it was awesome man thank you so much now do you mind i just oh. if, in case you're wondering if anyone's interested go to guymorrisbooks.com you can get links to the books. You can get um, highlights from all the re great reviews. You can get fact versus fiction. I encourage you not to read the fact versus fiction until you've read the book. Mm, okay. Then you can figure out what was true and what wasn't true. Um, uh, there's trailers in there. My press kit is in there. A number of other things. And that's so, GuyMorrisBooks.com, right? Oh yeah, I, I I seen on the site I was on it looking through everything. Oh yeah, we've been on your site for sure. We just want to put the name out yeah, there. No, oh sure yeah, put it out there and gets that. I'll put it on anything that we have, like uh, when I put it out on like Spotify and all that stuff too. Yeah. I'll put uh, I appreciate all your it. name and your book or your website and all that, that stuff there. Yeah. I do most of that the back end stuff. We got Jackson here doing the front end now. But yes, uh, sir. yeah, and we'll continue to spread the word about AI, man. And and uh, yeah, it was no. great having you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much, gentlemen. You guys have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank Enjoy. you. Life is a bitch. Life is a bitch. Now people come from the left and the right and they try to get up on me. Don't deserve so why did you step to me wrong, G? You try to fool me, but then you catch the backhand. Then you jump my friends, so now it's on again, yeah. Recognizing the damn thing changed, cause I'll still be the rhyme sayer, still be the mind player. I'm playing with your mind, I'm playing with your thoughts. But now it's back to business, so check out what I brought. I'm bringing tears to MC's eyes when they see me rise. People think I'm pleasing, but really getting even. Revenge is what I come back to prove, come back to get, come back to move, come back to wreck. Check me out, check the mic out, or put it back on the block till I say it's time to rock. The clock strikes four, so I guess you want some more. The clock strikes five, so now it's time to classify. Classify you on the down low, on the down road. Now you leave the stage cause you lost all your flow. You embarrassed, scarish like perish. Don't start hiding, raise your head and stop flying. Start riding on the fun track that we produce.
Like something.